Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Come on, side, 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 Ed Lover here, and today's Come On Son, the podcast sponsor is Universal Pictures Candyman. Filmmaker Nia DaCosta directs a terrifying fresh take on a blood-chilling urban legend, Candyman. Candyman is produced by Oscar winner Jordan Peele. The legend of Candyman is, if you say his name five times in a mirror, he appears in reflection and kills you. As Chicago Cabrini Green neighborhood deals with being gentrified beyond recognition, visual artist Anthony McCoy, played by Yaya Abdul-Martin, unknowingly opens the door to a complex past exposing the horrific true story of Candyman. A terrifying wave of violence is unleashed as Anthony's own sanity unravels, putting him on a collision course with destiny. Candyman stars Yaya Abdul-Mateen, Tiana Paris, Nathan Stewart Jarrett, and Coleman Domingo. On August 27th, I dare you to say it, Candyman, 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 in theaters August 27th. Come on, son, son. So what's up, y'all? It's Ed Lover back with another Come On, Son podcast. I got some special stuff happening with um, Come On, Son, the podcast. Um, that's one thing. Another thing is Come On, Son is going to make its triumphant return. I'll keep y'all up abreast on that. We're doing some stuff on animation now. We're going to make it different. It's going to be a lot better than it was before. So, I mean, like, what's going on in this world, y'all? We got to be mindful of what these voting laws are trying to do in these states because... A lot of this is backlash from Trump losing and the Republicans losing control of the Senate and the House. So they're trying to change the voting laws to make it that much harder for you to vote. So don't sleep on voting laws. Come on, son. Pay the fuck attention to the voting laws, son. Okay? Because when you go to the polls and you don't want to vote, they're going to try to deny your shit. I'm telling you right now, son. So pay attention. Stop paying attention to what new record came out and all that. There's a new... uh 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 young lady that got a record out and the beat is similar to um, one in a million by Aaliyah and everybody went crazy. It was like, yo, how can they take Aaliyah's beat and no, not listen, shut the fuck up. Okay. Cause that sampling has been going on since Diddy did it with Mace. What do you think he came up with that? That's cool in the game. Like a lot of this stuff that y'all hearing are samples. Y'all think like some of the stuff that Tupac did, like Do For Love, which is one of my favorite Tupac records. You don't know that that's a Bobby Caldwell record. So before you start beefing at the new generation for sampling, go back and look what the generation before them did and the generation before that. A lot of those beats, man, you know, the stuff that you heard that you like. Yeah, yeah, down, 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 pounds in the house. Snoop Dogg's first record is sample. Or they played it over, but it's still it's the same shit to me. So stop. Y'all need to chill, man. For real. Y'all, y'all, y'all got to chill with all that. Y'all, y'all get mad at the generation after you for doing the same thing that your generation did. That's, that's asinine. That's stupid. That's asinine. What else is going on that caught my eye? Oh, this ongoing feud between Kevin Hart and, and Nick Cannon is hilarious. So 
apparently Nick Cannon, well, it's not apparently because it's true. Nick Cannon gave Kevin Hart a llama as a gag gift for his birthday. Now, where did Nick Cannon find a llama? How much the llama cost? The llama, buying a llama is way out of my price range. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. I'll buy you a small puppy or something like that. Probably even a mutt, probably not even a full bred puppy, but I'll get you a puppy, but give you a whole ass llama for your birthday is ridiculous, but it was a joke. It's a joke between them. You remember they did Real Hollywood Husbands together on BT, so they have a friendship. So in turn, Nick Cannon turned around and put up billboards in Atlanta, New York, and Los Angeles with Nick Cannon's picture on that says, if you need fatherly advice, call my best friend Nick Cannon and gave out Nick Cannon's phone number. Now, it's not a gag number. It's Nick Cannon's real cell phone number. Dude, pranks are going that far now? You bought three, four billboards. They're putting Nick Cannon's phone number up there to say, if you need fatherly advice, call my friend, my best friend, Nick Cannon, and his real cell phone number. That's petty as fuck. I mean, the llama, I probably would have retaliated with the llama with a fucking baboon or something like that. Or, you know. Slim Jim's car and leave a bag of mice in there or something, but a billboard dog? That's petty, bro. Funny as fuck, but still petty. That's crazy. These dudes got that kind of money that they can do that. And I, and I'm, hey, hey, man. God bless you, man. I'll leave an old tire in somebody's front yard, but a llama and a billboard. I can't wait to see what Nick Cannon's going to come with next. Is he's, he's going to blow up Kevin Hart's out when a have an outhouse built in the back of Kevin Hart's house and blow that up. It's wilding out is what they're doing. Well, Nick, great way to promote your show, wilding out. That, that's 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 fantastic, man. Not mad at that. What else is going on, y'all? What else? What else should we be talking about right now? Um, well, Chicago is, is fucking crazy. I mean, they're going crazy all over the place, but Chicago just seems to get crazy and crazier with how many people are getting murdered and. Children are getting shot in 96, 97 shootings over the weekend. That's that's a little crazy. But Atlanta's crazy too. I'm based out of Atlanta. Atlanta's fucking crazy. New York is crazy. Who ain't crazy? Everywhere is crazy. The question is, where is there that you can go that ain't crazy? What major city can you live in right now that ain't fucking crazy? That's 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 the big question. So today, I got some guests coming. I am going to talk to my man Motown. I had him on the podcast a long time ago. My man Motown Lee and Jay Carter, because I don't know if y'all noticed. Y'all probably heard of shit like Lollapalooza, um, you know, all those festivals. You know, they used to do the Rock the Bells shit before LL bought the Rock the Bells. You know, the ones where everybody black wants to spend all their money to go out and, you know, and they do the one in Philly. The, uh, I don't know if, it, I don't know. American, some shit that Jay-Z got something to do with. But all of these these, these festivals that y'all seem to like to go to, 90% is white boys. 90% of these festivals, Coachella, all of that, all of them white boys, all of them, white people, spending our money, people that really don't give a fuck about us. It's what black people do. Brown people, that's what we do. We are the biggest consumers in the world, so don't get it twisted, all right? The reason why that I am having 
these two gentlemen jump in this podcast with me today to talk to them about something in Atlanta that happens once a year that you probably never even heard of, and it's called One Music Fest. If you want to spend your money and come somewhere where you're going to have a good time and you're really going to enjoy yourself, it's called One Music Fest. And the quest of the festival is to bridge the gap in music, to give you all the types of music that you really and truly love. And at the same time, you will be supporting black business. At the same time, I know y'all heard it a million times, but sometimes when you try to support black business, you can't support it, okay, because they don't know what the hell they doing, right? Or their prices is way too high, and it, it's, it just doesn't make sense for you to try to support that. Plus, they don't run their business correctly, and that's what it is. So Jay Carter, who just stepped into the room, and my man Motown Lee is going to be here. Jay Carter, the God. Salute. I was just talking about you, brother, and I was telling the people that listen to this podcast about one music fest because they love to spend their money as black people like to do. We love yeah. spending money with white people. We <laughs> will run a Coachella and spend thousands and thousands of dollars, but we don't support black-owned business the way we're supposed to. And you, sir, you are black-owned business. You guys, 100% black-owned. Motown just jumped in. What's up, brother? We, we blackity black. Hey, blackity black, black. You blackity black. black, black. I'm, yeah, brother, brother, tell me about One Music Fest. How did you start? How did you guys start One Music Fest? What was the mindset behind One Music Fest? Right. It was, uh, I mean, really back in like 2008, um, you know, just kind of moving around, going to festivals, the festivals. And, um, you know, I just saw a lot of black folks and R&B and hip hop and, you know, our brown faces on stage. But then when I looked around at the audience, um, it was just, it was white folks. And the, and the experience was incredible. Like, don't, 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 I'm not negating that. I'm not taking that away from them. I mean, they built a hell of a festival, but I was like, well, shit, well, why doesn't this exist for, for black folks? Like a multi-stage, multi-genre, multi-generational, open air festival, right? And um, took the concept to, to uh, actually Live Nation was, uh, the cats over there were the first people I kind of talked to about it. And, um, and they was just like, black folks won't really, they don't, they, they like concerts. They want to buy a ticket and sit in a chair two hours and then go home. They don't want to brave the elements. And I said, nah, bro. I said, black, if you build it right, black folks going to come. It's going to be right. an experience. They, they actually told you that? Oh yeah, white folks was like, yeah. Then they told me if you ain't got $2 million to lose, don't do it. I said, nigga, I ain't got $20 to lose. $2 million to lose. I said, shit. So it took probably about a year and a half to really kind of formulate. And, um, and I was working with a few brands, man. Uh, and I pitched it to like three brands and they bit and they, they, they cut a check. Uh, not for the entire amount of the event, but uh, a good amount, enough to make me say, I think we got enough to do this. Let's, let's, let's do this. And then uh, just kind of pulled the team together. You know what I'm saying? Motown and the rest of the team. And we said, uh, let's, let's, let's do it. Motown, how, how did you get involved in One Music Fest, brother? So Jay and I had been friends for a while. And, um, you know, and once he, and, you know, he was doing, he was doing crazy events. And then we started doing parties together. 
And once he came up with the idea, it's like, yo, man, that's what I want to do. And uh, you know, you know all the, you know all the, the 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 entertainers, and and you know, let's put it together. And he just put the team together. You know, he, he put together a hell of a team. Him, uh, myself, um, or Nike, Rasta Root. Um, Shit, Greg Street was a part of the first one. Yeah, Greg Street helped the first one. Yeah. Crazy ass Kenny Burns was a part of the first yeah. one. We just took all our homies, man. We said, man, let's just do this shit, man. I mean, let's do it for the city. Let's do it for the culture. Um, yeah. it, it, that first one, listen, that first one, <laughs> it was almost the last one. That first, that first one was yeah. nervous. Really? <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> was it but nervous as far as what um, artists, uh, uh, ticket sales? What was nervous about the time? We uh, the weather. You gotta the study. Element. You gotta study the festival yeah. <laughs> like terrain and the business model and structure to really make it all pop and work. Try to do a festival in the middle of July on asphalt in Atlanta. Uh -huh. It's 110 degrees on that motherfucker. When I say it was women out there, just got their hair done, looking beautiful, and I'm and and, and everybody's hair would slowly start raising up because of the humidity, and, and then it started raining on us, and you know we had uh, uh, a generator short circuit wow. on us in the rain. It was insane, bro. But we still had about three thousand people out there, man, enjoying it. Common. Was uh was the headliner? That's when he first when I think that was when he dropped B, right? Uh -huh. uh, so he had that big album that dropped. Uh, De La hey, Soul, so play, Mick Boogie, Joy was one of the hosts. Um, it was small, but it was cool, man. But we had about close to three thousand people out there, and uh, and the white boys is right, man. We lost money that year. <laughs> ain't lose two million, but we lost some money. <laughs> so yeah. why didn't so why didn't it? You guys just say, you know what? Damn, we lost money. It rained. It was on asphalt. People was mad. This, 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 why we ain't doing this shit no more? Why continue? People, the people. Yeah. The, people. So people weren't really mad. People was like, "Yo, this shit was dope. Thank you for this experience. Y'all yeah. doing this shit again?" And and that's when it was kind of like, all right. All right, we, we know what not to do this time, right? So let's find another location. Let's push it back late in the summer where it's a little cooler. Um, and let's try it again. Uh, and we did it right, right on the corner of Piedmont Park, Park Tavern. We kind of used that entire corner, had a little grass, stage was a little bit smaller. Uh, I mean, that was Chrisette Michelle, Far Side. We had Fife Dog. Uh, Anthony David. It was, yeah, it was it was it was dope. Anthony David. It was, it was a dope vibe. Um, didn't really make big dollars that year, you know what I'm saying? But it was it was a momentum, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it really did straight up take about five years to break through, you know what I'm saying? Um, to really kind of see some daylight. And I would say I was on a brink, man. I was like, nah, man, like shit. You can't keep taking L's like this, and right. uh, and I, I, I and I and I I tell the story often. I really give credit to my wife because um, you know you you taking L's on the chin like that, you know, wife. It's, <laughs> it's affecting the family right. dollar. You know, and I'm about the story. Okay. family right. dollar. And she and she's the one that said, 
you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as, as taking a loss or you can look at it as making an investment. You're making an investment into a brand. And I think you've come too far to stop now. And, and now that, that next year is when we broke through. So. And that was about uh, what, five, year five, year six? Yep, five. Uh, year six, man. That was the year we had uh, uh, Lauren Hill, The Roots, ASAP Rocky. I mean, the, the lineup was nuts, though. That was probably one of my favorite lineups. Uh, Bun B, uh, Scarface, Big Crit, um, Janelle Monet. It was heavy. Scissor. It was heavy. The internet. Yeah. It was a heavy lineup. It was a heavy. That was a. Uh, did we have Ray? I think we had Raekwon and Ghost that year. Raekwon and Ghost. No, that, that that lineup. That was one of my favorites, man. That was one of my favorites, and that was the year we broke through and made a little bit of change. And that was the year that you guys knew that that well, you knew before that you had something special, right? You already knew it. How hard is it putting that kind of stuff together? How hard is it getting that lineup of artists? Is that the hardest part, the artist? <laughs> so, no. No. It's but, just, I think the thing with the lineup for us is like, it always, it, 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 it gets, it seems difficult like at one point in time, but it always worked because we try to, we don't just try to put people together and throw them out there and sell tickets. We trying to give you an experience. Um, so if you look at like every year, with one music fest, it's something that you 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 get there, but you won't get anywhere else. Like you you won't get like some regardless of how much money you spend, you won't get Dungeon Family on stage together at one time altogether. No. Right. Um, last in 2019, um, you got uh, three six Mafia together after 19 years. Uh, you got KP. Um, and, and all of those guys together and for a collaborative set. Like it's hard, it's gonna be hard to, you know, to duplicate and get that. So we focus, like, you know, we, we trying to give you that and as well as trying to give you like the next, like, I mean, sheesh, it's crazy because we had Snow Allegra in 19, which, you know, people who paid attention to music knew who Snow was yep. right now. You know, you try to put Snow Allegra down. She's out of here. Right. <laughs> so I had uh, you had um, 2019 Summer Walker was on that ticket. Yep, Walker, I was yeah. there. Y'all had the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, the and entire Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> okay, and you guys had DMX. That's the last live performance yep. of DMX. That I saw was that one music fest. That was that was his last big performance, man. Before yeah. before his uh his his departure, man. Yeah. So um, so that's a memory, man. That that you know yeah. we can walk away and say, yo, the last time I saw X perform was at one music fest yep. in Atlanta in 2019. That's amazing. Yeah, man. So I mean, it's uh, and we figured that out too. I think that's around 15, 16 was. We got to create moments, right? Create moments that every year people are going to be like, I don't think I'll ever get an opportunity to be in that kind of space or see, see that again. Right. right? Um, you know, we did in 17, we, we brought, you know, most deaf back Yasin Bey for his farewell performance. Right. And I was like, when the fuck was the last time most deaf was in Atlanta? And when yeah. When was the last time people saw Yasin Bey? 
Right. So right. he's like, we, we got to do that. And he was yeah, open. And, and to go back to 2019, not, don't let me forget, or that same bill was Buster. So y'all had three of the greatest of all time on the same bill, Buster and Wu-Tang and DMX. That was, and then KP did his thing and Usher came out and I was like, yo, this shit is incredible. Yeah, that was a moment, man. It was a moment. I think it took us probably until a couple of days to kind of look at the footage and the videos and the photos and really say, God damn, that was, that was a thing. So, and because be clear, Ed, Jay and I never really see the full performances at one of music fest no. until after one music fest. <laughs> I, don't lie, shit. I, 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 pull, I pulled up on stage to watch X. I ain't leave, dog. Like, I've been trying to get X, bro, for like four or five years. And uh, the time was just always bad. And the year that we almost got him, uh, he got locked up. Well, he, you know, for the taxes and all that craziness. Right. And honestly, man, that was the probably the best thing that could have happened for X. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He went in, you know, his team changed. He cleaned up. You know what I'm saying? He was kind of, he was, he was clean. He, he was focused a little bit. Yeah. You know? And so when he first came out, his first big show was going to be like one music fest. Um, and, and that was my biggest thing. And speaking with, with, with this team, the agent and manager is just like, which X are we going to get? He's like, nah, man, X, X, X ain't on that shit. Like X is X about, 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 about his money, his family, about performance. He's in the studios now. He was like, okay. I said, this is a good time. Yeah, um, he was focused. Yeah, he was man. He, he was definitely focused. Let's go back to, what was that, 2017 or 16 when the Dungeon Family reunion? Sixteen, yeah. Sixteen, yeah. I was at that show too, and the biggest rumor or the biggest talk that was swirling around that show is, yeah, we're gonna see the Dungeon Family plus Andre three thousand. Right, that's right. When did you guys know that three thousand was coming? When he came out. Are you kidding me? Hey, bruh. So, (laughs) so the shit was, Motown and I was talking to uh, to Rico Wade. Orlando McGee, uh, and then Big Boy would jump in and, in and out of the conversations. And I was like, yo, we, we let's do the Dungeon Family Reunion at, at One Music Fest. And Rico and, 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 and Orlando was like, yeah, no, that's, 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 that's a good idea. We all, we all went to lunch, I remember. Yeah. We all sat down, kind of talked about it. And they always straight up, they're like, look, we can do the reunion and y'all can list everybody's name but y'all can't list Andre, and you ain't going to get Andre. I said, well, what the fuck is, like, what's up with Andre? They're like, Andre just don't want to perform. Like, he's not there. And consider, you know, I moved to Atlanta from New York in high school. So, so I remember when Outkast dropped. Like, it, 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 it was, you know, how, it, you know, it, it, was, it was bigger than Wu-Tang in New York as far as what Outkast did for Atlanta. Right. And Danger Family did for Atlanta. So I was like, Regardless of what Andre decides to do, I still think this Dungeon Hat family reunion is big enough for a moment for, for Atlanta and for Atlanta and Southern hip hop culture. Um, so we pushed forth and did it, man. And I would say about maybe about three weeks before the show, Orlando called Mo and I and was just like, look, uh, Andre's starting to ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> 
about the uh, about the set play and the music. And he's like, he's starting to, he's coming around a little bit. He's interested. Right. Like, really? He's asking questions. I said, okay, all right, that's what's up. Uh, I said, you think he'll come on board? He's like, no, but at least. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, uh, and then one night they was like, we down at the studios at Stank Only rehearsing for pull up, fall through. And uh, came by the studios and Dre's in there watching the rehearsal. I'm like, oh shit, this, this may happen. So, and before I even, before I saw Dre, like Orlando kind of was like, don't say shit to him about the show. <laughs> right, don't, don't <laughs> say, hey, you don't do spook him up. Just don't shake the up, right? <laughs> just, just don't say nothing, right? So Orlando did the, you know, the quick kind of, you know, intros and uh, we just kind of just chill, just chill back, it was kind of quiet. Um, and and then, um, then and CeeLo had an interview with, uh, yeah. with, uh, with Slay. Yes, and, and CeeLo was talking about the show and then Sway was like, yo, Everybody want to know. You can't have it done your family reunion without Dre. Dre going, what's Dre going to do? Dre going to pull up? And this is like a week before the show. And then CeeLo said, yeah, Dre going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? So after that, we got nervous. We, got nervous. we, we was nervous. Because we, we really was like, uh-oh, it's going to scare well, him off. Exactly. Right. going to get spooked. So, <laughs> so that interview caused mass disruption within the Dungeon family reunion and, and well, within the Dungeon family. So everybody beefing and arguing back and forth. And they's like, just Jay, just, 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 just go away. I just go away with what we gonna pull up on, on Saturday and you know, whatever happens, happens. But let, let's try to get everything back in order. Um, and then, yeah, I think Erica Badu was the last performing act on the second stage. And, and she made the grave error of while she was performing, right? At this point, we still didn't think Dre was coming, right? right. Family was still backstage getting their shit together. Um, Erica was on the mic about to, you know, probably, she was probably like in the middle of her set. She said, I'm not gonna keep y'all here at my stage all night. Cause you know, Dungeon family is about to perform and shut this thing down. And Dre just pulled up. <laughs> Dog, it was a mass exodus. <laughs> Everybody ran to the other stage. We jumping in the golf cart, trying to drive back to the other stage. And stay, you know what I'm saying? Falling down and we like, Dre here? So we pull up and uh, man, we get backstage, man. Dre back there with the scully on and shit, hugging folks, taking pictures, high-fiving. I'm like, oh shit, it's about to be a moment. And then, but Orlando was like, I still don't know if he's gonna go on stage. You may see all them people and get spooked. Man, he came on that stage, dog. I think it was, uh, what was the first song they did? It was Big Boy was out there first doing his verse. Um, Scott, uh, um, Dirty South. Man, and Dre just slowly walked on stage. You know, Dre liked the mics with the chords. He don't like cordless mics. Right. So he pulling the cord and shit and started walking towards stage, man. Folks went. But take it. We out in the crowd watching this, <laughs> so we like when the show starts. We like I was on the side let's of the stage. Let's, 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was, I was like, I'm gonna yeah. go out here and watch it. So I'm watching it, and I don't see him come out because everybody's standing up. I just hear everybody going, <sighs> and I look at the screen. I was like, oh shit, Dre's out there, and right. that was a moment. Went nuts. Yeah, that, that was a moment for me that was frozen in time because yes. the rumor was always, is Dre going to show? And I know Dre very well. I was, you know, with them in New York on their last show of their last tour that they said, we're not doing no more outcast shows. Mm -hmm. And we're backstage and Dre's like, that's it. Uh, uh, everybody made their money. Everybody good because I'm not <laughs> doing no more shows. I'm telling y'all, don't ask me, period. That was it. And Big Boy was like, I'm good because I'm going to do this album and then I'm going to continue, man. And whenever you want, you know we good. And they don't have no beef between each other with, about nope. that decision. It was just, this is what Dre want to do. This is what Big Boy want to do. And that was Governor's Ball, right? Huh? Was that Governor's Ball? Uh-huh. And it's always, it's always been that way. And then, <clears throat> man, when I saw him come out and that he was doing this with the mic on, yeah. I said, oh, shit. I was like... Oh shit, it was like being in the garden again when they retired Jay-Z's jersey when he supposedly retired and right. tricked the shit out of everybody and had me all in my fucking emotions because I was like, that's the last time I'm going to hear another Jay-Z record or see Jay-Z perform. That's what it felt like. It felt like like the heavens opened up and God said, here's a favor. That's right. Don't get used to it, but here's a favor. And it was it was pandemonium, man. It was grown man crying out yeah. there, man. That whole, pandemonium. That, that whole dungeon family set. Uh, when Drake came out, the people went crazy. Uh, but remember when Ti came out, they yes, also sir. Went too. Yes, yeah, they did. Yes, that that was that was for the South, man, because we all remember the Sauce Awards when they when Outkast oh, yeah. won Best New Artist. And New York was rumbling about it. I, I, I knew they were dope. Yeah. All right, I knew it. And everybody that loved, really loved hip hop knew it. But the general audience right. that was in there from different, you know, Staten Island, fuck them, this Wu-Tang, you know, Queens, it's Mob Deep, it's Nas, nigga, this is what we doing. Some of them, the West Coast niggas was in there. That's the same Suge Knight shit. Right. Oh, yeah. yep. Hosted yep. by myself and Dr. Dre. And he was like smattering of an applause. And Dre what? dropped that line when he said the South got something to say. What year was that? Shit. Man, I can't even remember what year that was. Was it 96? That was 90 something though, for sure. That could have been 96. 96? Nah, That's when Shug jumped on the mic and say, oh, don't want you. In all in the video. <laughs> yeah. All in, yeah, that's the that's when they you know fucking beat the shit out of death row. That's when, big, yeah. that's the big only big time big. I've seen New York form backstage and like, yo, let's jump, let's fuck these niggas up right now. And that's when Snoop had got up there and like, y'all don't love Snoop Dogg. Y'all ain't got no love for death row. Right? They was really ready to form on it. They were that is, like, you know what? Like that had to be a crazy time because. Like for me, being from the West, everybody felt like they made it when they made it on your TV rap for y'all. Like, so right. I was like, when right. you was from the West or East, everybody was like really rocking with Ed Dre. So I know like y'all had to be stuck in the middle of a lot of yeah. work during that time. You're stuck right there and you're like, yo, y'all chill because y'all taking this beyond music. This is, right. this is just supposed to be music if it's a friendly competition between y'all on wax leave it that way y'all taking this outside of the music 
And that's, you know, and then what, when you do that, the white boys collect and you don't see nothing but misery and grief. That's right. That's right. So it, it doesn't make sense. Well, your intentions always with One Music Fest to kind of bridge that gap between the classic stuff that we love and the new stuff that's bubbling or about to start bubbling now. And that's, uh, uh, go ahead. yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying, I, I think that's, that's important. I think it's the, uh, we're trying to form that generational handshake. You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, like, you know, Rolling Loud is, it's, 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 it's young. It's, it's a younger, it's a younger culture. It's right. Yeah. It's high school, you know, early twenties, mosh pits. Uh, and that's cool. Right. But, um, I mean, we'll have a couple of artists that would perform at Rolling Loud, but we'll also throw, throw Ozzy Brothers at you or, right. like, or Wu-Tang, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I, it's also the way that we listen to music and consume music. Right. So, I mean, I, yeah, I'm the same guy that, that will listen to Pop Smoke, but I'm also going to listen to Sade. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's more so a festival program with how we, how, how we interact with music and how we digest music, right? Um, and then also being in a, in a position to where we also can introduce uh, new upcoming emerging talent. You know what I'm saying? So how does that part happen? How does the new music emerge? How do y'all pick those people? That was always um, interesting to me. Because the established artists, you go after them, it's negotiations, right. you got the money, and don't got the money. How much you want? No, you're out of your fucking mind. We're not paying you that much. The new artists, how do y'all pinpoint? Because y'all have pinpointed some artists that have, like you was talking about snow. Y'all had snow in 2019. Now to book snow now, you ain't got 200 grand, it ain't gonna happen. Right. So the way the way we book with younger, like the younger upper-comer artists is, it's a it's a few different elements. Like we go by like gut, by what we, you know, we listen to it like, oh, this is dope. Um, we, we, we look at it, you know, and then we also run it by, we also have a t every year, um, we have an internship program where we have a team of, of young ears and, um, we educate them and they educate us also. We run a lot of stuff by them and they come and they like, oh, you guys should listen to this. And sometimes we listen to it, we're like, yeah. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we're like, oh, okay, you know, we open, let's, let, let's check it out. You know, and going back to the other question, I think what people um, with One Music Fest, like they forget that, you know, it's, it's all about like one music. It may be different genres, but it's all black music. So it's all one music. And we try to bring uh, a lot of people from different like social and different demographic together based on this music predicated on like, you know, what we do as African-Americans in our music. So it's always going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot. Every time at one music fest, you're going to get, you're going you gonna to get like Afro, Caribbean, like, hardcore hip-hop like old school like r&b everything just there's going to be all those elements like brought together because mm -hmm. we're trying to bring all kind of people together and and jay and i are both gemini so we don't listen to the same shit at all so like like the playlist <laughs> is going like the, the playlist is going to be crazy like we may listen we may literally be listening to like 
uh, 3-6 Mafia, and then the next song is going to be like Jill Scott or something. And if you're riding in the car with one of us, you like, damn, dog, you just play it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, it's just the way it is. It, that, if you look at how one music fest is programmed, it's programmed exactly like that. The same way y'all two listen to music, huh? <laughs> have, uh, have, have y'all ever gotten into an argument over an artist that, okay. you, that y'all wanted to book and one of y'all acquiesced and then found out that the other person was absolutely correct on the artist? And who was the artist? Yeah. Of course. Well, Motown is West Coast through and through, bro. <laughs> I mean, that, that is a West Coast motherfucker, dog. Right. And, and it's certain artists that, you know what I'm saying, that he loves that don't really, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, it, it, it's still, 50% of our audience is still from the Southeast. You know okay. what I'm saying? We got we to gotta feed, we got to feed, feed the experience in our, in our core audience. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, I don't think we should say say names, but well, I want to know who <laughs> argued over, and then it got booked. Y'all ain't got to say who was right and who was wrong. Okay, I'll say this. I'll say two. I was anti. I ain't gonna front. I was anti. Uh, most death, right? I was like, okay. you know, and I I had the own hangups of of most death. I thought <laughs> I think that most death is dope, but I had just saw most death perform. And it was boring to me, and I was like, I don't think we should do it. But we end up looking at it and the show end up being incredible. Shout out y'all see today. Who else? Just, like early, like we had a discussion early on before people knew, before like people were really educated on it. And I knew because he was from Compton, like Kendrick. We had a discussion about Kendrick. And this was early Kendrick though, not, not Kendrick that people know. Like right. early on. And I was like, yo, it's this kid from Compton. He's dope. And at the time, you know, Dad was like, man, he ain't big enough for us to book yet. And, uh, but then later, like, like, like later, he was like, I listened to him. This dude is dope. But by then, it was like hard for us to book him that year. Like, so. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and as soon as you came up with Kendrick, Jay hit you with the hey, he come with this way. Didn't he come? Yeah. yeah. Everybody from yeah. Compton don't need to go one. No fucking I, like, I like Kendrick. I was a fan of Kendrick from the rip. You know what I'm saying? I was a fan. We didn't argue about Kendrick. Shit. No, Kendrick. no. Yeah, we yeah. argued about Kendrick. Oh, I'll tell you another one. He oh, loved. Yeah. I'll tell you somebody, his one of his favorite performers early on. And I, I couldn't get remember Sad to Go. Remember, I was like so anti Sad to Go. I was really? like, yeah. I don't remember that shit. Yeah, you was like, I'm telling you. And I remember her performing and she brings out like a hundred people on stage from the crowd. And this fool comes to me, finds me, and like, I told you, man, look at her show. <laughs> that's for, hey, yo, that's friendly. That's friendly right between y'all two, man. It's got to happen that way. That gives the show the balance, and that's make One Music Fest what it is. But you guys have just said something about Black music. Have you ever thought about, okay, here's a soulful white person, a John B., uh, uh, if Tina Marie was alive, mm. those blue-eyed soul people, would you ever consider putting them on one music fest? Absolutely. Yeah, we actually did. We had uh back in was it third might have been 14. We had Daily. Daily. Okay. Uh Daily's killed it. He's super dope. I mean Snow Allegra, she she she's very European. Yeah. Know? So I mean we 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 put up on that stage. Um but I mean if there's some dope non-black artists, uh absolutely. I think I think 
if, if, if it speaks to the culture. It well, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm just asking. I'm not saying yeah. do it because I, I love who, the fact that y'all doing it? this for us. Who, I love that this is for the culture, bro. Who, who I love that this is there? our showcase because a lot of times we can't get on Lollapalooza. We right. we not we can't get on Coachella. We can't. Right. You know they pass on or rolling out. They pass on so many artists. Like you got to be this name or at this level to get here and y'all are giving black artists a chance to shine. Y'all are recognizing them in their infancy yep. and yep. giving them a chance to shine. So don't change shit. Yeah. Keep it like it is. Now, here's a question for you guys to ponder. We ain't got a lot of time left. So I'm gonna hit y'all with this shit. If dude went through all he's going through, it was found not guilty on everything. Oh, oh no. no. R. Kelly had to ask. Nah, I personally am going. I, I'm not speaking. This is this is Motown. This ain't speaking for one music fest. No, why? Because one of our partners would kill us. Okay, and I don't want to die. You know what I'm okay. saying? <laughs> <laughs> a of, we got a lot of strong black women. Yeah, in, uh, in our office. Right, <laughs> but uh, but uh. R. Kelly, nah. I mean, just just based off just just the the the, the moral fabric of, of it all. I, I, yeah, we we couldn't. I wouldn't. You said if he, if he was found not guilty of everything, and we seen the motherfucking tapes. Dog. Okay, that's all you gotta say, bro. That's all, that's all you, that, that's all you gotta say. Because my answer would be no. Also, bro, no. I got. I got four hey, man. daughters, man. I can't look my daughter yeah. in the face and say, yeah, well, he was not guilty. In the court of in the courts, maybe, but court of public opinion, like you say, we seen the motherfucking tapes, bro. Yeah, All man. Right? So yeah. No. Yeah. one music fest yeah. this year is give everybody a date how they can get tickets, tell them everything, bro. Uh one music fest, go yeah, go to the website, uh onemusicfest.com. Um also follow us on all social handles. It's just it's just one music fest. That's O-N-E music fest. Uh, tickets going fast, man. VIP tickets. The VIP sold out. sold out. Congratulations yeah. on that. And it's October yeah. 9th. It's October 9th and 10th. Um, 9th and 10th. And people uh, coming from my, out of town, uh, we got, you can go and, and, and book uh, the hotel rooms. Uh, yeah. Go to, yeah. Go to the website. If you're from for, out of town, which a lot of my listeners are on, on, on my podcast, Come to One Music Fest, y'all. Book your tickets now. You can get the hotel situation, flight situation. All that's on the website. One Music yep. Fest. Look it up. Follow them on Instagram. We're going to get Facebook, Ed to out, bring back the Ed. Hey, we're going to see if Ed, Ed, Ed we're going to see if you bring it back for us on time, dog. Still got it, baby. I still got it for us, dog. And, and, oh, and let me, on another note, One Music Fest is dope, but these two brothers, New Year's Eve party? Oh. Damn, I missed that shit last year, son. Yeah, we did too, man. <laughs> you know, they ain't letting us come back in the hotel, man. They ain't letting no, they're not letting more than 100 people in the ballroom. Damn, not even this year coming? Oh, no, man. We're we, we going to find maybe another location to figure it but out. But I tell y'all what, what be the first? They, yo, they got to find another location. Your New Year's Eve party is off the chain. I enjoy myself every year. When Music Fest is off the chain, make sure that y'all do that. And I'll see y'all Saturday because I already got myself a table for eight at the brunch, brother. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll see y'all on Saturday. Me and the wife will be there. Thank you, gentlemen. Salute. As always, man. Love y'all, man. And stay well, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. Jay Carter, One Music Fest is that motherfucking shit. I'm telling y'all. Ed Lover, come on, son. Peace out, y'all.
Come on, son, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is being brought to you by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. No, I'm only playing. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah. Y'all keep going first. Everything else will fall into place. We'll talk at y'all next week, man. Y'all know what it is. Come on, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.